0: on this episode of Why Watch That. I used to love AMC years and years ago before The Walking Dead. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Her mother's very harsh. <laughs> I mean, this one. <laughs> okay, mama. The father's more accepted. The mother's like, you think you're better than me? You're not. You wouldn't be so smart if it weren't for me. You know, that kind of thing. Season Sing six. Me a song. <laughs> And this season, they said, of a lad who is gone. I said, oh, watch out. And everything comes from God. He's like, where's the church? You built the house, but you should have built the church first. So this is a wagon trail kind of thing. And these people don't know anything about survival. I mean, my goodness. There is absolutely no rhythm. This is a mess.
1: so critic are you gonna
0: buy me a
1: coffee maybe the why watch that talk okay so we end the uh this the the, what is it the tv series premieres and we're moving into our tv season premieres these Mm. are shows that are coming back um and we're gonna kick this section off with killing eve so
0: (laughs) have you ever seen this producer
1: I have not seen Killing Eve.
0: See, this seems like the kind of thing that you might be interested in.
1: Yeah, it's one of those things that has always kind of piqued my interest, but I never really got into it. But yeah, yeah, it has. Yeah. It definitely has a uh, producer vibes. Um, <laughs> it, it, it stars uh, Jodie Comer, Sandra Oh, and uh, Fiona Shaw. It's an action adventure drama. So, how is season uh season three? Going for your critic. Season four. Four. Yeah, we're going in season four. Yes. Well. Oh, and this is also BBC America, if you guys want to figure out where to uh, get it.
0: Yes. Yes. Uh, But so what they're doing, producer, is on AMC Plus, which is their streaming service, because keep in mind, BBC America is a part of the AMC Networks. Correct. Along with Sundance channel and whatever else. So, if you're an a- AMC Plus subscriber, you'll get episodes a week ahead of it, them airing on AM- on BBC America. hmm Got it. Now, Jodi plays Villanelle, the assassin. She's a psychopath. But in season four at the start, she's trying to be good she's in a church she's living with some sort of parson type person and his daughter you know she wants to be christened and do the whole christian thing she is a full-on psychopath okay (laughs) so it's more like can i do this it's not i really feel it she don't care about humans right Now, when it comes to Eve, played by Sandra, well, we know that Eve was an analyst with MI5. She got roped into this whole thing with Villanelle and the 12 in the MI6. And the person who brought her in is played by Fiona Carolyn. She was the Russia section head of MI6. So right now, Eve is on the hunt for the Twelve. And she will stop at nothing to get them. Okay, she'll knock you out and whatever else. But she's lost her job. Uh-huh. So she's now working for a private security firm. And, you know, she has her co-worker. Is it a co-worker with benefits? On the hunt with the 12.
1: Uh-oh, oh, oh, oh. No,
0: Now, Carolyn also lost her job after what happened in season three. She's now a cultural attache. But she wants to go up to the 12 too, but does it line up with Eve? Because Eve is still angry at her. And remember, a major thing, a tragedy happened in season three. To Carolyn, to Eve, but really to Carolyn. How's this going to play out? So can they patch things up enough to work together toward their common goal? And what about Villanelle? Is she really going to stay in church? Now, watching this producer outside of last season's major death that I alluded to, I just didn't remember why I should care. They didn't remind me. It seemed hollow and unimportant amidst its signature stylings. So from the start, I was just kind of like, "Mm, I don't care. I didn't want to finish the first episode. And I've got to say that, unfortunately, I felt this way about any show connected to AMC, wow. including Ragdoll, which I'm not reviewing. They just started airing Ragdoll on TV after putting it on AMC+. I'm trying. I, you know, I used to love AMC years and years ago before The Walking Dead.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> sorry. Look, I'll keep
0: watching. I'll keep with y'all AMC. (laughs) I will keep trying. But there was that show they had from across the pond. I forgot the name of it, producer. But it was like about money and all this stuff with James Norton, I think, was the lead. Okay. What happened to it? Like, I enjoyed that. Mm. I don't know who's over there. It's just we don't have the same taste. That's what's happened. Whoever's running, whoever's acquiring their stuff I just don't have their taste you and I used it. to like Killing Eve it's just I think they should have ended after last season mm. Mm. Mm.
1: sounds like what the critic is requesting is a uh, better things uh, oh. which is actually the next show up on our list <laughs> <laughs> see how I did
0: look that. at you trying to earn it. <laughs> the lack of pay you're getting
1: so <laughs> better things is coming into season five um, it is a uh, FX project and it stars um, Pamela Adeline, um, Mickey Madison, and Hannah Riley. Comedy, drama is the category that it falls into. So, how's season five? Um, How season, oh, I'm on right? Yeah, how's season five yeah. going?
0: Mm-hmm. And this is the final season. No. And keep in mind, here we go. When it comes to FX, If you have Hulu, you can watch their shows the next day on Hulu. So they'll air on FX. The next day they stream via Hulu. Hulu. And this is different from the FX stuff they produced specifically for Hulu. So this is on FX. You can watch it, but then it'll stream on Hulu. Oh, better things. (laughs) Now, in this final season, Sam, played by Pamela, who also directs now all of these episodes and so on, co-created it. Sam is in the same place as usual. Sam is, you know, working in Hollywood as an actor, you know, has success, is a working, like a real working actor, just like Pamela. Real working actor. You may not know her but she is working and she has three daughters who are growing up. One of them has moved out. Oh my goodness. The oldest one, Max played by Mikey. And, you know, she wants to get her first apartment. You should see this apartment. Sam is kind of like, you sure you want to just come on back home? (laughs)
1: Oh, it's one of those. (laughs) Yes. Yeah.
0: No mom. You know, she has, you know, aspirations, in the whole art space, you'll see what that is. She left school, whatever. We also have Frankie, who's the middle child. And Frankie, you know, is coming into who Frankie is. We'll see that. And Frankie has no problems telling Sam, politely sometimes, how it's supposed to be going down. And then there's the youngest daughter, Duke. Duke. Played by Olivia Edward. And Duke has all grown up. Oh my goodness. It might be a shock to people who have been watching it. In this season. You go, oh no. It's that Duke. And at the start of this season. Duke has been spending a week with her father. Oh, all of the daughter's father. What does Sam think about that? Because we know. Sam and the ex-husband. Ooh, that's, you know. it's a lot going on there. So, okay. Now. In this season, it's the similar kind of thing with them. She's struggling with the daughters. You know, she gets in situations where, you know, it's very surprising. Her best friend, you know, he's involved again. He's coming up. Something shocking happens at the beginning. Not at the very beginning, but I think toward the end of the first episode. And if you're a viewer of this, you'll know what I mean. To anybody who's not, you'd be like, is that really shocking? Like, if you were to watch that, you go, okay, what's the big deal? Oh, We had to say goodbye to something. And I can't believe we said goodbye. Mm -hmm. Now, the replacement for that. (laughs) You'll see what that is. The ex-husband replaces it. And is it welcome? Yeah. If you don't watch the show, you won't know. But hey, you can always start. Mm -hmm. It's all on Hulu. So this is the kind of show where every time I start watching it, I go, are they about to mess this up? But the musical choices... She goes into Sam goes into her family history with her brother and goes to this uh, research doctor. That was it's just the people they choose. You go, okay. they have met people like this before they put it in the show. There's an authenticity to it, even even though there's a kind of awkward kind of pace to the show. But it kind of works. It really is Sam. It's Sam as a show who's based on Pamela. So if you've watched it up to now, of course, keep watching. We still have Sam's mother, Phil. Irresponsible with money, we find. Oh, my goodness. We have them hiding things from Sam, not telling her some major stuff, by the way. How long is that going to last? And of course, all of Sam's friends, including people you know that pop up. So I was pleased to start watching this again and to say, hey, I still want to see it. And I think that anybody else who's watched it before would want to keep watching it as well. This is what you would think if you know FX as a comedy. Like, this really nails their um, aesthetic. Cool. Interesting. All right. Would you watch this, though, producer, Better Things?
1: It sounds interesting.
0: Yeah. And, you know, it's it's short. It's like half an hour per episode. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm
1: seems like a like yeah an easy lift i like easy lift shows
0: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah
1: Um, yeah cool all right so up next on the list we have my brilliant friend those who leave and those who stay which is an uh italian series or in the town based. it's definitely italian um on hbo um it stars alba ara margarita m and uh <laughs> I just gave them all new stage names.
0: <laughs> you don't want to say those Italian names.
1: Oh, my goodness. I just don't have Italian in my, in my mouth. Yes. Outside of pizza.
0: You know what? Now, and this, of course, is based on the book series by Elena Ferrante. We're in season three. Remember... So, like the producer said, it airs on HBO, but you can find it on HBO Max. And at this point, we're dealing with uh, Leinu. Still, who is the narrator as an older person who's written about my brilliant friend. Okay, oh my goodness. So, Leinu is really, really, like, making strides. You know, she's getting degrees. She's about to be married to an important man. And her family, you know, back in neighborhood, how do they receive it? Her mother's very harsh. <laughs> I mean, this one. <laughs> okay, mama. The father's more accepted. The mother's like, you think you're better to be? You're not. You wouldn't be so smart if it worked for me. You know, that kind of thing. Ooh. But Lay knew by now is just like, yeah, whatever, mom. Now, this... It started in 1950s, Naples, I believe. I'm pretty sure we're in the 60s now. So that's your milieu. Now, Lila, the brilliant friend. Or is knew the brilliant friend? Hmm. But Leela's the one, when they were kids, Leilu was promising, but so was Leela. And Leela was always a step ahead in everything. In the books and in the boys. Mm. now Lila she didn't go to college she got married she got married to a man with clout and money in Naples in their local neighborhood but she don't like nobody let's just tell the truth about Lila one of the most disagreeable characters ever written okay she's she will make you want to strangle her but then she'll ask you for help, which she does all the time with Lainu. So she had a kid, has the husband, left the husband with the kid. Why? If you've watched, you know. If you haven't, I won't tell you. She's now living with another man that they grew up with. Like, they all grew up together. Why is he with her? Right? Why? Why is he living with her and her son? And she's working at a meat factory. In the Mm. sixties. So this is causing problems physical and otherwise.
1: Yeah.
0: And you know, she, she's coming up to the brink and she reaches out to lay new for some help, help with what will lay new agree. Lainu is away. I mean, you know, she's come back, but she's about to be married. She's in literary circles and other things. She released a book that's popular, but you'll see how that's received. And there is not um fiancé, but the man who got away. He's still in the mix. Who'd he get away to? You know who. I already told you. So this is a big old mess. And the thing is, we know Lay knew. We know as a success, it's going to happen. It's already started to happen. She's narrating this. She wrote the book. I mean, we we know. But the question is, will she succeed the way she wants to? Because she can never appreciate what she has because of Leela. Mm. And what's going to happen to Leela? Or Lee, as they say in their dialect. Now, This, as I said before, producer, is literature come alive. That's really what this show is. It's literature in motion. They nail it. Even the way they've shown, they've changed the aesthetic to match the time period. If you pay attention, I was looking at this new season going, oh, they've kind of changed it a bit. So you get that kind of feel of it. The stakes are always high. It's rich. And I'm still invested in watching this. I mean, this is, if you want like high level television about a nasty story, you can't do any better than my brilliant friend. A
1: nasty story?
0: (laughs) Yes. Look, it's some nastiness. Uh, It it really is. And we got stuff about communism now is going on. You'll see. You'll see.
1: Okay. All right.
0: What do you think, producer? Would you would you dive into this?
1: This this seems interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Like
0: it's the kind of thing where you go, I might need to read this these books. hmm Yeah.
1: Well, that's always good to tie the book into the movie. Like when you have that experience with a book in a show, because it doesn't always translate that same way. So yeah. Pretty big stamp of approval right there. Mm-hmm. Cool.
0: So speaking of books.
1: Speaking of books. <laughs> good. Outlander, um, season Sing
0: me A song, <laughs> and this season they said of a lad who is gone. I said, Oh, watch out!
1: <laughs> the old Outlander, mm-hmm. six seasons in, um, on wow. stars. Mm-hmm. I know, <laughs> stars. We have uh, Katariana Blake, Katrina, Katrina Bauf, Katrina Bauf. All mm-hmm. right, we have Sam, who, Ewan, we have Duncan Lacroix. <laughs> you know what? You and the ref. I tell you these pronunciations. <laughs> <laughs> the drama, fantasy, romance. I mean, out is all over the place. Yes, people know this show. So. <laughs> yeah, so I was, I was season. Um, season six how's it going well (laughs) it must have been good since they plan on already bringing it back for season seven
0: yeah and this is a shortened season because of you know world events and so they'll have a longer season seven to make up for um the shortened season six makes sense we still got claire and jamie played by katrina and sam and you know, they're they're now in the new world. It's, it's We're about to have the Revolutionary War. It's like 1773 right now. You know how they made it there if you've watched. If you don't, I ain't going to tell you. You know, uh, it, come on. They're coming from Scotland and England and different time periods. Just quickly, Claire walked through some stones all the way back in time. Okay, I don't even know what century, like 18th century or something. No, no, like 17th century. Uh, no, 18th century, yes. Okay, she from the 20th century after World War II, like the 1940s or something. But just okay. And met Sam's character, Jamie. They eventually get married. All kinds of tragedies and crazy stuff has happened. Now they're here, 1773. They're all oldish like 40s late 40s they have a grown daughter who's with them so she walked back in time because Claire took her back to you know the 20th century (laughs) okay but as she walked through with her husband now in the 1773 with them and Jamie has like this huge swath of land in the states uh, where he's invited fellow Scots to come and settle if they want. Because he's been in prison numerous times. So, you know, the the men he was in prison with after they tried to overthrow the English government and so, the king, he invited them and they're showing up. And they're building, you know, homes and other stuff. But he knows because of his Claire and his daughter was coming. In 1776. How can they prepare for it? Because the English are here, it's 1773 in the United States, not called that, right? And he has certain duties that they expect him to do for the crown. And he's always been a powerful man. People listen to him, he's valuable. But Both he and Claire have been violated in the show in ways I will not describe and I hope to never, ever see again. And last season, Claire was violated again. I just. (laughs) So she's still reeling from that. We have these these people who think that they are the law. How are they involved? Jamie's got to contend with them. And he's in a quandary because, you know, one of the English, you know, the, the guys who's in charge, Um, He's like, look, we need somebody to basically oversee this land for the crown. We want it to be you, Jamie. But if it's not you, it's going to be that guy. What does Jamie decide to do? Now, Jamie also encountered, you know, a young French boy seasons ago, who's now all grown up has a wife and kids, but they have like this uh, distillery. He's been working there. What else has he been doing and why? Now, Fergus, he didn't lose his arm. So, you know, <laughs> he got some things to deal with. <sighs> and what happens at the start of this season is someone from Jamie's past shows up. And we've never met this person before. So they show us what was happening when they were both captured by the English. And is this man welcome? His name is Tom Christy, he shows up with a whole bunch of people and with his God, and everything comes from God. He's like, Where's the church? You built the house, but you should have built the church first. Mm-hmm. So, what is all of this gonna, you know, turn into? Even Claire is looking at Jamie like, Okay, this dude showed up. Are you sure you want him to be here with 1776 coming? What's Jamie's response to that now? I said about my brilliant friend richness literature in motion right what I call this literature in motion I wouldn't call it that Mm -hmm. but what I call it rich I would everything they've built up to now it everything just resonates we like know all of the implications without them having to write it that's what's so good about it right now and I hope they keep this up the past how it informs their future it's Dynamite. The first episode of this new season, I really enjoy from top to bottom. I just hope the whole season is like that in this shortened season. Seems, uh, producer, it will be. Based on what they said, they really told us fans, you know, you're not going to have a lot of room to breathe. Um, now, what I would say is, like you were saying in your introduction to this, producer, this hits a lot of genres. So you do get the romance stuff. If you're not a romance fan, I, I'm not. It might still appeal to you, though. Because they know where the story's going. Like, if, if they're having their romantic scenes, you can just skip forward if you want. You're not going to miss anything. I even started reading the books after watching this. And I, You know, sometimes I skip. But, you know, Diana Gabaldon, who wrote these books, the show really captures her spirit. Of course, she is a consultant here. Because it's not, you know a romance novel it's not really like that it has it in there when it makes sense but you don't need it to get the story and that's really what i appreciate probably one of the best things i appreciate about this but i just hope again they keep this up so if you're interested in what in the world is going on in outlander it is not a perfect watch from the beginning in the beginning you might go it's slow you're going to get to a moment that is still one of the most harrowing things I've ever seen on television. But if you keep watching, if you find a reason to watch, they will pay you back. That's what I'll say about it.
1: Well, that's good to know.
0: Yeah. What do you think, producer? Would you ever watch
1: this? It's not really my show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not. Just like, the I'd opening
0: probably... song. Sing me a song. <laughs>
1: I don't know. I always go for the vibe of the marketing Im- imagery. Mm. And, and it yeah. doesn't, doesn't resonate with it me. It looks
0: Calgon like, you know. Yeah. But it's not <laughs> quite, it's it's brutal. Like it's brutal. Mm-hmm. Along with all of that. Anyway, all right, what's next?
1: <laughs> next on our list is Transplant, um, from uh, CTV in Canada by way of NBC. Mm-hmm. Um it stars. It's a drama, an ER drama. We love those. Um, <laughs> Hamza, Hamza Huck, um, Lawrence LaBeouf, and uh, John Hanna starring in this particular show. And we are going into um, season two. So how's yeah. season two starting off?
0: Well, Hamza plays Bash, Dr. Bash Hamed for Bashir. That's his full name. And he's a Syrian refugee. He's come to Canada from Syria with his uh, younger sister, parents, no more. And we saw how, look, I mean, this man in Syria was doing all kinds of stuff in emergency situations, as you can imagine. So he's got some skills, but he's in Canada. You've got to, you know, if you want to be a doctor, you've got to follow their protocol. Will he be able to do that? Because the things he had to do in Syria to keep people alive in a war situation may not fly in a hospital. She so you know, like was mm-hmm.
1: like medical MacGyver. Oh, oh, it's almost like House. House. If that's you think I of it that way, too, yeah, yeah mm-hmm.
0: exactly. If you think, but yes, yeah, that's that's the best analog. Think House, where he does something off the wall that works, right. but is he going to get into trouble? Right. And it's he's.
1: Called like that. What's that show based off of um Pain? It Royal Pain's.
0: Oh, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. L- see, it.
0: you and this, like this like TNT TVS land. Anyway. <laughs>
1: <The> Passive watching.
0: <laughs> so we saw in the first season how he had to convince the head of the emergency department at this hospital to put him in this program as a resident. Now, in Syria, he's a full-fledged surgeon, okay? So he had to convince this man, how? How? Now, with that said, the man he convinced, and that's John Hanna's character, Dr. Bishop, he's been having some troubles. And... Bash is the one who's helping to solve those troubles. I'll put it that way. But at the start of season two, Dr. Bishop is out of commission. We saw what happened at the end of season one. So there's an acting head of emergency who pops up, a new character. What's this guy like? Now, there's one of the, you know, head nurses, maybe a registered nurse, as we would call it here. And she has this connection with Dr. Bishop as well. She, you know, it's one of these nurses. She knows everything a doctor pretty much knows, pretty much. But, you know, will she be able to have those privileges? So she's working toward uh, being a nurse practitioner, that kind of thing. So she's in the know and she's this she sees this new head. What's her opinion? And what is one of the head surgeon's opinion of him? They know him. He was trained by Dr. Bishop. So at the start, it's kind of like, you know, any other medical drama when they go outside of the hospital, there's this big crash and, you know, they're on location, you know. And what happens is there was this this bus of like teenagers and driven by a young uh, woman. And, you know, she's just out of sorts, but, you know, is she okay or not? And can they save these kids? Of course, Bash has to do this emergency procedure that nobody understands, you know, and one of his colleagues is there, played by Lawrence, uh, Mags, LeBron, and and Mags is like, I don't know what it is. He's like, I'll talk you through it. But what does this new head of emergency think about what he does? Is saving a life an excuse? Well, you'll see what he thinks. Also, somebody comes back from the past into Bash's life. Someone he didn't know was still living. Who is she? Mm. Because we start to see something that's going on between Mags and Bash. We saw that at the end of season one. Is this going to get in the way? Now, we also have some other main characters in addition to Mags and Bash who, you know, are like residents. One of whom... It's Dr. June Curtis. Now, June is all about the work. But is there someone who is interested in something other than work? How is she going to navigate that? And she is in the running to be head resident. Does she want to be? Does she have the stuff to be? She's brilliant, but does she have those kinds of skills? She's not really a people person. And then there's someone who is now no longer a resident, but is a full on with privileges pediatrician at the hospital and he's played by jim watson dr theo hunter now he lives way away from this hospital so he's doing these crazy commutes he has to fly in and oh my God, it's like three hours away he has a wife and two kids is he going to be able to stay in this hospital and keep his family together well he and mags they have Well, they kind of butt heads, let's say it that way, over a patient. You'll see what that is. You'll see how it resolves. So there we go. I mean, this is a medical show. yeah. And that's where we are at the start of season two. At the end of season one, I was on the fence. I like this show because I like Bash's story. That's interesting to me. Syrian refugee comes over to Canada with his younger sister. Has to take care of her. Has to prove himself all over again. And has all of these crazy ideas they've never seen that work. I like that. The question with medical shows, though, is all the other relationships and the literal medical stuff. How do you write that? Is it going to work? In this show, sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. But I will say, in the first episode of season two, it all worked for me. Because in addition to all the relationships that are now richer because we've gone through a season... We also had that whole bus crash thing that I found fascinating because the driver, someone smelled alcohol producer on her breath, but she's allergic to alcohol. Now, she had some reactions that seemed like, well, you could be allergic and still have had something to drink. Mm -hmm. What's the explanation?
1: It's some rare medical something, another, but they have to figure out.
0: Or we'll see. So I thought it all worked. Like, if they keep that up throughout this season, I'll stick with transplant. If not, I won't. Okay. This is the only medical show I'm watching right now, by the way.
1: Only one. Got it. I, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's a ton of them. Yes. <laughs> so next um, on the list, not a medical show, Cobra going into season two on PBS Passport brought to us by pbs um starring victoria victoria hamilton richard dormer and david hodge um we have an action drama season two so how's season two going
0: yeah and this is pbs passport which means that you have to donate to pbs to be able to stream it on their app Mm -hmm. So it's not airing so far. It's not scheduled to air on PBS. The first season did. Right now it isn't. Now, sometimes the things on PBS Passport, they do air on PBS later on. We don't know. Right now it's a Passport thing. Now, you can get PBS Passport for as little as $5 a month. So if you're interested in PBS at all, or if you see a show, you missed it. You're not going to catch it on regular PBS. You can consider just donating $5 for the month. And you can get PBS Passport. And and there you go with that. They still have All Creatures Great and Small. So if you missed that show, which is a favorite of mine, was a favorite of the refs, you certainly could do a passport kind of thing to catch up and so on. So there you go with PBS Passport. Now, Cobra Season 2. So we're across the pond. We're in the UK. And Cobra is their nickname for for this this is what it's called the cabinet office briefing rooms so you know in british government this is where all you know we're you know what we have here in the states where they would like go into like one of those rooms with all the top level people and you know come up with some sort of way to uh, take care of a crisis it's that kind of thing So we know there's a crisis that has to happen here in season two. What is it? Because we deal with the prime minister. We deal with this chief of staff. Now, the prime minister, of course, has a wife and so on. What's going on with that? And the chief of staff has a family, but also a secret person from her past came in season one. And something happened. I'll put it that way. That is lingering. The aftershocks in season two. So there is, like, these tremors in the ocean, like almost an earthquake in the ocean that's caused utter devastation. And there are people who have died and are stranded after this happens. This was so devastating, it started a tsunami. They were trying to get the people out. You know how it always happens. Like, even if it's a hurricane, people want to stay. Try to get them out. Well... If you stayed, oh well. So that's happening. Also, hold on to your hats, everybody. There is a Russia-Ukraine thing going on here. Now, this happened, of course, before the tragic events that are happening now in the world. But there's a Ukrainian, like, bigwig, let's say, who's on British soil. Something happens. Is it a Russian plot? Now, there's something that happens. People die, including British citizens. So what's the prime minister going to do? You could ignore it to try to save more lives. Or you could say, no, 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 you can't do this to one of our citizens. What's going to be the fallout of that decision? And how does all of this stuff connect? Does it connect? Is there a larger conspiracy? Because after these events occur, they lose their ability to communicate at the site of the tsunami because of a virus.
1: Oh, you mean people can't talk?
0: Exactly. Mm. So what's happening there? Like they like their normal modes of communication all gone. They can use cell phones. That's it. What's happening? Now, when it comes to Cobra. What I needed in season two is a little more clarity and depth. That's what I noted. At turns, it seemed underwhelming. And at other turns, it seemed overheated. Just because I wanted more layers to what was happening. So sometimes they're thrilling. Sometimes they give you the inner workings of the government. I just needed a a bit more padding. Because there's also this whole political intrigue. There's the guy who... Um, was the Home Secretary. Now, that's like number two in command under the Prime Minister. He was out. They have a replacement, and this guy comes in, and he's a smart one. Watch out. But the guy who's out wants back in. What's that like? There is a character who was a part of this cabinet, but was from a rival party. She was a member of Parliament. Joined them, is now out. But is she coming back and with what agenda she has this connection to like this guy who gets these scoops and has like a podcast or something like that, like all of that's in there as well. So it's just a lot going on. And for me, it was hard for me to connect the importance of every single thing. Like, why is this happening? Why should I be paying attention? I didn't quite know all the way. But I would say it's entertaining enough if you like this kind of thing. But the show that was coming to mind, which is on Peacock for us here, is Vigil. That was the submarine show from across the pond that I talked about before. Vigil, to me, was a bit more successful than season two of Cobra. So I probably won't even finish season two, even though it's available. I got about halfway in. It's just it didn't grab me as much as I wanted it to. Not bad.
1: Okay. All right, Cobra. So now we are moving into our TV season finale. Mm. Um, And season finale is 1883. That is a Paramount Plus um show starring Sam Elliott, Tim McGraw, and Faith Hill. It is a drama Western um, movie. So... End of the season. What are you you thinking about the end of season
0: one? Yeah, you know, this is the whole Yellowstone family. Yellowstone, I've said it before, I just, I couldn't do it. The execution just didn't work for me. 1883 did work better. Uh, And this is, of course, the Duttons. We see them in 1883. So we see where Kevin Costner's family, you know, like great-great-grandparents and great-grandparents and whatever else. We see what's happening on the Oregon Trail. So they cross over there and James Dutton, the great grandfather of John Dutton, that's Kevin Costner's character and his wife, Margaret, played by Tim McGraw and Faith Hill. OK. And they have two children, their daughter, played by Isabel May Elsa, who's like the main character and their son, who is the grandfather of John Dutton, who's a little kid. So they meet up with Sam Elliott's character, Shay Brennan, who is tasked with bringing some you know, immigrants across the country to Oregon in 1883. And his right-hand man is Thomas, played by LaMonica Garrett. So this is a wagon trail kind of thing. And these people don't know anything about survival. I mean, my goodness, it's just a big mess. So, you know, he, Shay is trying to corral them. He wants James to help them because James doesn't need to be with these people. So there's kind of some tension when it comes to what should they do. Whenever they get to some water they need to cross, people just die. I mean, it's just, (laughs) you know, you have the indigenous people to contend with. And we have this teenage daughter, Elsa, who's a teenager. She don't listen to her parents. You know, she wants to assert herself. She has some romantic liaison. How does that come to an end? Put it that way. Because don't forget, this comes to us from Taylor Sheridan, who people will die. I mean, I just, Taylor, (laughs) why do you do this to us? Why? So at the end of season one here, who's left standing is really the question. Who still is breathing? And where are they? Do they make it? Because we know, I mean, we know they do. But how do they get there? And why do they stop where they stop? Which is where the Dutton farm or just ranch, huge land ends up being. Why? Now, when it comes to Elsa, who does the... uh, Isabel as Elsa does the voiceover. You know, after the first episode, producer, my mother said to me, I don't know about that voiceover. I can't really follow it. And I was like, oh, that's fine. You know, I'm fine following it. But over the episodes, I was kind of like, hmm. Because while Isabel has the dialect and the character, what we don't get in the voiceover is what are you going after? And it's this is a hard thing in a voiceover. You still have to act it like you want something, you're going after something. So after a while, it kind of you kind of don't pay attention because it all sounds the same. So that really is an issue here. It's not a huge one, but it's an issue. Now, with that said and out of the way, the real question is, do you want to camp out with these people? Because really, you just sit with them in a lot of the scenes and you see how they play out, how their personalities develop, how they interact. So that's the question with this and I was fine camping with them. I've really enjoyed Sam Elliott as Shay, really did. LaMonica Garrett as Thomas really did. Some of their um, people who helped them, they don't all make it. One of my favorite characters they killed off halfway through, Taylor. Enjoyed watching them. But we see, and this is one of the keys here, we see the Duttons. This is a family, (laughs) it makes perfect sense who they are in Yellowstone with these people. They are stubborn, all of them. They're disagreeable, but they're capable. All right, they get on my nerves and that's fine. Tim McGraw and Faith Hill, wonderfully cast. Really, I think across the board, the casting is great. I mean, Taylor was an actor. He knows what he's doing when it comes to that stuff. So I would say if you're a Yellowstone fan, of course, watch 1883 to see what it's like. It's not like Yellowstone. No, it's more classic Western than that. Um, But I would say still watch it. There is more coming from Taylor on Paramount Plus. Even more. There's another prequel for Yellowstone in the works. All kinds of stuff. So just keep looking out for that. And I would end it by saying there's a beauty and a harshness to this show so if you want to see that kind of interaction, then that's 1883.
1: All right. Now we have our good old TV sneak peek. A oh, why watch that sneak peek from Apple TV Plus starring Samuel Jackson. Mm. Can we guess what this is going to be? It is uh, the last days of... Emily Gray, Ptolemy. Ptolemy. The P is silent. Ptolemy mm-hmm. Gray. Yeah, it's Greek. Um, I believe. Oh, got it. Okay. So Samuel Samuel Jackson, um, also starring Percy Daggs the Fourth, um, Marie Gins- Ginsberg, and Nicole Lockley, um, telling this story based off of a book by um, well, novel technically by Walter Mosley. Yes. What'd you think about it?
0: That's a good question right now. We have Sam playing the titular character, Ptolemy Gray. And at the beginning or toward the beginning, he's like sitting in his apartment. Somebody's outside the door trying to get in and he has a gun. Huh. Now, before that, we can see that he's aged, and he's going through some form of dementia. So how does that man become the man we saw? Now, Ptolemy, while he's dealing with dementia, you know, he has moments of clarity, especially when it comes to his money. He might not know exactly what you did, but something's off.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And to help him, he there's Omar Benson Miller's character, Reggie who's like his nephew, comes and checks on him. He's the only one in the family who does. We'll take him to the bank. We'll make sure he's fed. Now, this man, he had a wife who has died. So the ghost of her lives through this show. How? There's a room in the apartment that's locked. Okay, not like, I mean, like with a bolt. Okay. Got it yeah so what is in the room and don't even go in the bathroom I'm not in, in the kitchen Oh my. Okay. okay and you know he like has all these papers he don't want to get rid of you know but periodically Reggie clears it out you know that kind of thing but something happens and Reggie can no longer help his great uncle what happens why He did have some news for his uncle to tell him, you know, essentially, I got to move away with my family. Why? Now, because of this, somebody else has to come in and take care of Uncle Ptolemy. And this person is connected to the family, but is not related. And her name is Robin, played by Dominique Fishback. Now, Robin, there's a reason why she ain't with her family. She is living with Ptolemy's niece and her son I believe that's the relationship now her son shows up at Uncle Ptolemy's apartment and Uncle Ptolemy's like who, is you, who are you who do you want but he has pictures on the wall so you know he's like oh my goodness just look on the wall he's the one who takes him to deal with the bank and all of that how does that go mm-hmm. Mhm, And they end up at his niece's house for a particular event. They got to bring some news to Ptolemy. And because of this, there's a reason why Robin ends up being Ptolemy's caregiver. What is the reason? Remember, she's living with Ptolemy's niece and the niece's son. Mm-hmm. Now, is she pleased to have to, you know, deal with Ptolemy? And what happens across uh, time as their relationship develops? Because what she finds out is Ptolemy has this doctor's appointment that was set up by Reggie. They don't know what the doctor's for. Ptolemy can't remember. But we find out that this doctor has this new procedure. And this new procedure, it's a miracle shot. And what it will do is bring Ptolemy's memories back but at what cost and for how long? Hmm. Now, if you see who plays the doctor, Walton Goggins, you'd go, I'm not taking that shot. But this is a story, you know what happens. Mm-hmm. So y- all your memories come back, how? What? Uh, of course, if there's anything that has an effect, it has side effects. So, okay. And all of this, if he gets his memories back, he knows that there is some money that someone he knew when he was a kid, Coy Dog, he left this for him. He doesn't remember. Where will he remember? If so, what does that mean? And Coy Dog is played by Damon Gupton. Okay. Also, his wife, now to see Cynthia, played by Cynthia McWilliams. What's he going to remember about her? And how is all of this going to explain something that happened? Because something, whatever happened to Reggie, Ptolemy wants to get to the bottom of, but he can only do it if he gets his memories back. That's one of the main reasons why he agrees to go through this procedure. Robin's there. Can you trust her? Can you trust any of these people? Now, it is the last days of Ptolemy Gray, by the way. That's what they called it. Now, what do you think, producers, so far about that? Would you watch this based on that description? You're not Samuel L. Jackson and the rest of this cast. I mean, Marsha Stephanie Blake plays his niece, Niecy. What do you think?
1: I definitely watch it. It sounds really interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, totally. And, and I and I love those amnesia folk get there. Like, I like when people have, like, lost a memory or lost their vision or lost some ability. And then they get it back. And then to see kind of how that journey unfolds Mm -hmm. so this definitely is interesting and it sounds like there's some ghosts going on there's a bunch of stuff we don't know and we have to kind of figure it out I mean and and then I mean he has a friend named Koi Dog like that in itself is very (laughs) I mean I gotta watch it now like that just seems (laughs) yeah so this this is definitely something (laughs) that I would be checking out and if you don't know it actually premieres Friday um March 11th
0: Yes, on now. Apple TV+. Plus. Now, here's the thing. Started watching it, I'm like, there is absolutely no rhythm. This is a mess.
1: No way. I'm sorry. No.
0: It. I don't know if it's like they're... I, I don't know. Are they ad-libbing? It's, it's a mess. I, it, I'm sorry, it's just a mess. And this is something that Samuel L. Jackson has wanted to have produced for many years. Um, LaTanya Richardson, his wife, is one of the producers. You know, I love them, but I got to be honest. But what I do want to say is this. I did want to know what would happen to Ptolemy after his first experimental treatment, sort of. That kept me watching. I just wanted to see where they were going. Now, it takes until the end of the second episode to get there. Why?
1: Yeah, that's
0: kind of what we that's what we want right so yeah. you, i'm just telling you, you gotta wait now some of the flashbacks worked better kinda kind of i love these people i love the cast i love the people behind it i like walter mosley execution why it i it is literally a mess it just does not click but oh,
1: unfortunate
0: yeah if if you're interested and you have apple tv plus in some way definitely check it out. You might be intrigued enough by the story just to see what's going to happen. If we're thinking of other things to keep in mind when it comes to this, I would say the curious case of Benjamin Button, but without the magic. Mm. Or maybe the immortal life of Henrietta Lacks, that HBO movie that Oprah was in. It's a closer fit than Benjamin Button, but I would say the immortal life is a bit more successful and it's a movie, not a TV show.
1: All right, guys, there you have it. This was forever
0: long, oh my goodness.
1: (laughs) It was, (laughs) but that's always what happens when we're talking about TV, because (laughs) there's always so much to cover. So literally, we went through the premieres, we went through season premieres, TV Hmm. show premieres, we went to the finales, and we also managed to get a sneak peek in. So
0: and
1: South by Southwest. And South <laughs> a whole freaking festival. So yeah, guys, thanks for being uh, <laughs> there, in there with us. This is definitely a jam-packed episode full of really useful information to help you figure out what are you going to watch. All right, guys. Till next time.
0: Thanks for listening. For additional resources